All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions. Welcome to the Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin. I'm sitting here with Jake Duraff. We're from Satori Mortgage. How you doing, Jake? Good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing well. Real well. Good. It's a nice, crisp fall day out. I'd say winter is the term <laughs> I would put on it. <laughs> you got to hold on to something. <laughs> All right. As always, uh, let's start with the mortgage buzz. All right. Our first article here is about uh, Fannie Mae housing challenges for 2019. All right. Um, so, Jake, industry expert opinion, what's going to be the biggest challenge? Well, there's just going to be still concerns about, um, you know, rising mortgage rates, which it looks like there could be more stability coming, but lately there's been a lot of uh, rising rates, and then still concerns about affordability. Mm-hmm. Just with how much, uh, you know, how much more expensive houses have got, how much more value have they gotten over the last year or two. There's just concerns over those areas, and that will be going forward into 2019 as well. Yeah, I think um, I think the the rise of interest rates is going to be really interesting um, to see. I mean, if you, if you take a historical perspective on it, um, rates are starting to creep back into where they're no longer historically low. Mm-hmm. Um, they're starting to be historically averaged. You know, everybody references the, oh yeah, when I bought my first house, that was like 18%. Well, you know, those people are pretty old. Um, you know, like, you know, the people around, you know, age of 40 and stuff, they, they bought their house, you know, their first house with rates probably between th- four and 6%. Yeah. So, you know, now we're starting to hit 5% on average. Um, and that, that's, you know that that's right in the middle. It's still a pretty good, you know, it's still a pretty good rate. Um, but if they if the trend continues and they go up to seven percent, let's say it it's gonna do. It's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. Um, I think one of the major factors that we have, and obviously the whole reason why everything's going good, is the job economy. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how fast wages go up. Yeah, on um, that that's a, a key player. that's a key stat because wages haven't. Co- kept up with interest rate growth in the past and you know you kind of hit like um you know you kind of hit a wall there i know i know a lot of people right now are seeing starting to turn into a, a so-called buyer's market um i don't know if obviously everything's you know it's different in california and minnesota different in every other every city in the you know country is different but i i think the the overall notion of it now becoming a buyer's market, I think if the rates continue to go up, the market's just going to get softer. I don't know if it's necessarily a buyer's market or it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's been big seller's market for a while now. Yeah, you know, and you had so many agents come in and, you know, like join the listing parade, I call it, and list homes. And, you know, I know people that were literally... You know, they'd put their house up for sale on Friday and Monday morning. It was pretty much sold for more than list listing. You know, I mm-hmm. think, I think those days are um, are probably going to come to an end. Maybe you yeah. know. And for Minnesota and most cold weather markets, historically, the winter also brings 
you know, a little bit more opportunity for buyers, but there's not as many buyers out there. Absolutely. Uh, that was true. That wasn't true last year. I, you know what? The the overall thing is what you saw is you saw a very you know pent up demand of buyers and people that were so scared of housing and so scared of mortgages and everything because all you heard on the news was how horrible everything was and then all of a sudden you know a couple of years ago everybody's like it's wonderful go buy mm-hmm. and so you had all these people that wanted to move that didn't move and now I think you're starting to level all to where it's normal where it's like you know people are still going to move people are still going to do things but you know for every you know you're probably going to have three less buyers for every property because those people already are in homes or, you know, they're deciding to wait or, you know, the, the mortgage rates, it'll be interesting to see how much it really truly affects it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could probably speak for yourself. You know, you have a growing family and stuff. I would say there's other things outside of just true interest rates of reasons why people will probably want to move and, and, and do things. Yep. Right. Yeah, it goes into, you know, what your monthly payment's going to be, but that reflects on, you know, what the purchase price is and a bunch of other factors as well. Is interest rate a big thing for you? If, like, you look and, you know, your children get a little bit older and maybe need more space? It's always going to definitely play, uh, you know, a factor in the decisions, especially when you, you know, if you're going into, like, a step up where you're getting into more of a higher, you know, not out of the entry-level houses, you know, a 1% difference can make a little bit more. Yeah, it's 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 quite a big, it's quite a bit of money over, especially a 10-year period or something, you know, it's like when you do the math, it's staggering, but, you know, I'll, I'll be interested, it's, um, you know, we, we're I'm noticing a trend of our, our mortgage buzz is that a lot of the articles are starting to get a lot more negative than they were when we first started this in the summer, yep. um, which is very interesting. Um, you know, I, you know, as far as the stock market, I, everything, everything is getting, you know, a lot more, a lot more, a lot more, what's it called? Negative, I guess, or a lot less bullish. Yep. That, that it does definitely, it couldn't, you know, a theme that we've seen as we look up, as we're doing our research for our, for our show is when we started, it was a lot of, you know, uh, month over month growth, uh, raising values. And now it's, there's values are still rising, but there's concern over affordability now. That's the big, the big question mark at the moment. Absolutely. But there's always a, you know, there's always a silver lining. The silver lining is now is like if a house was 250 this summer, you might be able to get it for 230. So if you, if you want to move and you have a need for it, you know, the best place to go first, talk to a loan officer, figure out your options, and then uh, make your move. So yep. you might be able to get those seller concessions and stuff like that Absolutely. that were completely seeing, out of the picture. I'm seeing tons of stuff now. I'm, I'm <clears> seeing below below listing. It's a it's a lot different, you know, out there. But again, every everything, you know, if you live in certain parts of the country, it's a lot different than you know. It's not general. So, what's next, Jake? Uh, we got an article here about uh, Gen Zers and their house buying. All right. So Gen Z is, what did we figure out? Mid-90s to around mid-2000s for birth dates. All right. Um, wow. I get, you know, this dates me a little bit, huh? <laughs> um, we were joking that they're going to probably not even use email. Um, so I, I think the, the one thing that caught me, which is kind of interesting because I'm starting to see a lot of it like we see a lot, tons of it, especially first-time home buyers. Sixty-seven percent of them used a gift for a family member or friend for part of their down payment. Mm-hmm. And so these are people that are probably in their younger mid twenties, mid twenties, younger twenties that are starting to buy a home. Um, I, I find that really interesting. Um, I, I 
surprise is that high because obviously you know when you do something like the studies that it's it's probably a you know it's a little little skewed one way or the other but i mean i i would say people that we see that are buying their first homes i would generally i would say it's probably about 90 percent of people get some type of gift mm-hmm. some some type of even if the gift is you're you know somebody co-signing to help you qualify for the house or, or whatever the gift is. It might not be financial. They might be buying the house, um, things like that. But yeah, it's, it's pretty high. Um, I, so I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that that correlates. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. You, you know, starting off in life might need a little help from the parents or whatever to, to get into that house, especially as uh, homes get more and more expensive, that down payment becomes larger and larger, even when there are down payment programs and low 3% on conventional and stuff like that as well. And we got, uh, what else do we have here? They say they like to stay close to family and friends. Uh, another thing is um, they uh, like uh, diversity. And like like areas that have diversity and being near public transportation, and, and it goes into preferences with different uh, age brackets and just what you know what they're looking for in a home. This one you probably get really excited with. They like gadgets, um, technology. Yeah, and we we talk a lot about the blockchain. We talk a lot about how you know, as myself, as you know, being an originator for so many years, like I'm I'm seeing how how different technology is and how amazing how amazing it's starting to change. To really change the industry for the better, I think. Yep. Um, Agreed. You know, and, and people, you know, it mentions in here they they want to buy some more quickly. I think people are just really starting to in America, just starting to well, just the world in general, I guess, is just really starting to want instant stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you want instant everything. Um, and as if you read the news or you're in the real estate industry, you realize that 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 is coming faster than ever. Um, I know there's tons of Tons of new places where they basically, if you list your house for a certain price, they'll offer you and they'll buy it. So it's like an instant buy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, the loans are starting to get approved faster. I've never seen faster, faster service. I mean, there's there's some loans that, you know, are getting approved in five days. Yeah, there's there's no more that excuse, well, I got to wait for the paper to move. Yeah, or I get to, you know, got to check my fax machine. You only have to still fax the government, but that's about it. <laughs> so... All right. Well, that that was a quick segment one. And again, we're Stephen Jake from Satori Mortgage, and we'll see you guys after the break. While shopping for a fireplace insert at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, I was amazed at all the choices. Not just gas, electric, or wood burning, but also built-in or freestanding, and options in every style from antique to modern. The staff really listened to us, explained the options, and helped us choose a fireplace we absolutely love. Now it warms our hearts and our home every winter. Thank you, Woodland Stoves, for a great addition. Hi, I'm Peter Solak, putting in a word for the EPA BurnWise campaign. It has important information about clean burning fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. 
Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trusts Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP, or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. You told everyone you would wait to Black Friday for appliances. So, get rid of the nasty dishwasher with a select Bosch or KitchenAid, and a Warner Stelling specialist will install it free. Get rid of the duct tape laundry pair. Warner Stelling has a mana pair for free $49 each, including delivery, installation, haul away, and 18 months zero interest financing. The wait is over. Black Friday savings begin at 6 a.m. Friday and last all weekend long at Warner Stellion. Back to the Mortgage Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Steve Conklin, sitting here with Jake Duran. How was your break, Jake? It was brief. Brief today. Brief. 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 Is that more brief than short or less short than Comparable. brief? Comparable. Comparable. There you go. All right. Well, as always, our segment two, um, we do the questions and answers. Um, today, last weekend, we had the, the Spanish version, which was very interesting listening mm-hmm. to that playback. Um <laughs> Uh, this week, um, kind of a, another different angle. Um, so if you're yourself a loan officer, you know somebody else, a loan officer, realtor, or whatever, um, these are kind of their questions that I, I've written down. Um, we did some training out at Michigan and stuff, and um, I've kind of, you know, was, you know, I've been talking to other loan officers and other people in the industry, and, you know, these are kind of what, what I've been asked in the past past couple months and then some of our uh, mortgage buzz that we've had in the past as well as talked about a lot of the large lenders are, are canning people and stuff like that so they're so people that are you know displaced now you know these mm-hmm. are some of the questions that might apply to your job search yeah and it ties into our earlier segments too of just you know how how the industry is changing um you know and just how how it goes back and forth from you know banks to brokers to this to that like it, i can you know, it's it's very confusing, um, and it's very there's there's always a lot of change in real estate. Yep. that's that's the number one thing. Yep, location, I, I location, guess we're and change. Finance, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's start it off, Jake. All right. Our first question here is: What should a loan officer look for in a company? 
My number one thing that I tell young loan officers is it has to be a good fit. You know, so make sure you fit with the office. Um, you know, everybody even down to like the front desk. Um, anybody that works in the office, because you are a team, you rely on people to to take phone calls. You rely on people to, you know, if maybe even process loans, maybe put leads in the system. You know, you 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 really rely on um, the company as a whole to to grow. So if if you know your number one thing is like, hey, I have all this business that I can get, but I you know I just really don't have a staff to do it, right? Well, you know, you need to go to a company that that can, you know, provide you help and provide you staff. And maybe it's like, okay, you know, especially a good manager should be able to say, okay, here's your weakness. I'm going to hire somebody or I'm going to create something, you know, to make this, you know, less of a weakness. Like for instance, mine is the, you know, is pretty much getting the loan application ready and handing it off. I'm, I'm horrible at it, you know? So what I've done is I've, I've created some, some, you know, some positions and stuff to where people like kind of help remind me and help me help me do that task. And it's literally boost my efficiency quite a bit. Um, you know, another thing too, is this, you know, if you're new to the industry and you, and you, you know, you want to learn, go somewhere where, you know, they, they can teach you. Uh, there's tons of loan products. Don't think just because you work for one, one lender or one bank that that's how stuff is done. It, that is not true at all. Um, you know, there's, there's 50 lenders in our portfolio. Um, everybody has something different every day. I see something different from non QM to conventional leads to DACA's to, you know, you name it. There's, there's just a ton of different variety, but you know, and the number one thing that I always say is the fit. Do you fit with the culture? Do you fit with the people? And you know, are you going to enjoy going to work? Yep. These are the people you're going to work with. These are the people you're going to be spending a lot of time with. Does does their culture and does the people fit with what you want to do? Absolutely. And, and the number one failure that I've seen with, you know, hiring hundreds of loan officers in my day is money. If somebody's worried about the money up front, if you're worried about where do you go to get the most money, generally you're going to go somewhere else in the next couple months. It never works. Um, I used to know a lot of people that used to offer elaborate draws and, and do all types of stuff. And I mean, they literally, I don't even think one, one of those loan branches are still even around. It just, if you're going to go for the money, um, you know, generally it's not going to work out because, you know, it's just like any anything, you're going to have your good years, your bad years. But if you want to grow and you have a good team around you, I mean, it really helps you, you know, it just really helps you enjoying work. Yeah. And then also with the um, raising interest and stuff like that, a lot of these places that are maybe giving a little more generous compensation models, they keep cutting them back. Absolutely. The margins keep getting thinner and thinner. Absolutely. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to think, oh, man, I don't have in-house underwriting or, oh, man, I don't have this or this, you know. But you realize, like, you know, you, you could work at the number one lender in the world and you're still going to have issues. So every place is going to have issues. Um, but you're right. When when the margin starts getting skinnier at, at larger places, they're going to start cutting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had a loan officer in our office the other day that, that worked that works for a very, very big company. And he just says how, how bad they're starting to squeeze him. And it's like, well, yeah, you have, you know, you have 35 people up there making a half million dollars a year that, that have no idea what a 1003 application is. So, you know, definitely, you definitely have to be aware of that. But I, I think with anything, it's just, it really is about fit. Obviously make sure the company, you know, well, I don't know if it's the startup company can be good. Usually I say, well, make sure they've been in business a while, but you know, it, it really is about fit and, you know, just, if you have a good team, 
you, your chance of growing is a lot higher than if you have a bad team. Yeah, and and with and referring to team too, a lot of times when you have the higher compensation models, you are completely on an island. You have no access Absolutely. to really any help because they can't afford anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't afford it. So you so either you're going to have to pay for it. it you know, I, I've done it long enough to realize it's all kind of the same. Some places pay a little bit more than other places, but it's all kind of the same. You know, once you once you've been in the industry a while, you're you're gonna the money will come. Um, it, you know, but if that's your number one, f- you know, deciding factor, then it's probably you're probably you're probably gonna go to a couple different places. Yep. All right. What's next? All right. How long has Satori Mortgage been around? So Satori Mortgage has I've been in full time Satori Mortgage since two thousand seven. I th- believe Dave started in two thousand five or six or something like that. I think so five. So yeah, we've been around a while. Um, you know, the one good thing I would say about Satori Mortgage that I'm starting to learn is that we are a very rare breed, meaning that we were 100% pure broker through through the time when nobody thought brokers would make it to the other side. Um, so that that's I learned a lot. Um, Satori does has tons of tons of loan options that I I don't I I would, it's probably one of the most diverse companies out there as far as you know what types of loans we fund on a monthly basis um, and that's because you know uh, Dave and I we've been just pure brokers um, and we've definitely been around a long time we've seen <laughs> seen some crazy some crazy things come in and out yep and and I think with that uh, experience a big part of it too is is you know what's too good to be true sometimes uh, what lenders you know. They have this program, but no, you don't want to work with them. You find a new program, you know, you're able to know what's out there and stuff like that. That really goes into the experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's just just knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you're always gonna have issues, but you know, having having a couple of veterans and not veterans of just you know the mortgage industry. That's just you know, but actual mortgage brokers, it it goes a long ways. But yeah, Satori Mortgage has been around a long time. Yep, seeing lots of different lenders. Yeah. All right, next question here is, why should a loan officer work for a mortgage broker like Satori Mortgage? All right, this is kind of like the the first one. So the number one reason why I suggest any loan officer to look at a mortgage broker is just the portfolio. Um, You have loan options. You know, one of my taglines is Satori Mortgage, a mortgage for everyone. And I I really mean that. Like, we really do, if the loan can be done, we probably have a place for it. Now, there's, there's certain, you know, New construction. I mean, there, there's definitely types of stuff out there that you know we're not the best at, or we probably lose or whatever. But generally, when it you know, ninety percent of the time, a mortgage broker has a better option than a lender, mm-hmm. and that's just a fact. Well, there, you get to work with multiple lenders. So. Also, too, it's you know, it's like they everybody prices for for our clients' business. So people are offering me rebates, incentives every time to send them good business because they want business you know where is if you walk into a, a lender per se like they it's just their rates they don't have to compete with anybody mm-hmm. they might go up and down based on the volume which a lot of people do like you know one day you can walk in there and they may have a special as well it's because you know nobody's going there but you know every day at a mortgage brokerage not only do we have tons of options but you know i have I have 15 lenders on a daily basis that I can place one loan with and they all want the business. So what are they going to do? They're going to try to offer you the best, that the best rate, the best pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by us doing that, you know, our generally our clients win. Um, and it's just not just Satori, but in any mortgage broker, I, I think it's very, 
you know, I, I just, like I said, I, I think it's the best, best option. And, you know, 90% of the time we, we, we have a way better solution than, you know, any, any type of banker or lender. All right. Our next question here is what is the biggest difference between doing mortgages in Florida and Minnesota? We got to go quick here, Steve. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the biggest difference is probably transfer taxes. Um, uh, loans in every state have a little different taxes and it's kind of interesting to see, you know, Colorado, Minnesota, Florida's taxes are all very different. Florida's super expensive, but their homeowner's insurance is cheap, even though they have hurricanes. So termite inspections. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little different. Minnesota's got a lot of can't do repairs in the winter. Um, but biggest difference is with loans in every state is taxes. So that is the music. Um, have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin with Jake Taraf. Talk to you later. All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions.